Hello, dear friends. Welcome back to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. Welcome back to another episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to my podcast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find me. And please go sign up for my free newsletter on exploreyourspirit.com where you'll learn about new projects I'm working on, upcoming classes that I'm offering, and of course, podcasts. Today, I want to talk about toxic positivity. Maybe toxic positivity and chasing peace. Right now, I think it's fair to say more than ever, it's a lot of chaos in the world. There's a lot of unknowing. There's a lot of people suffering. There's a lot of people screaming. There's just a lot. We've had times like this before, but as always, what's happening in our daily life in the present is what we seem to focus on the most. We could talk about the history, which I often do, of how these things have happened before. And like all things, they do pass. But when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to see that. It's hard to care what happened in the past. And it's hard to feel relaxed about what may come in the future. We're focused on what's happening right now and how it's affecting each of our lives. And truth be told, it is different now. Different than it's been in thousands of years. Because we are making a huge evolutionary leap. The next big circle up. The next big cycle up. Not just into a new age, this time in Aquarius. Not just to a new place in history. But we are leveling up, moving into the higher dimensions. Growing in our consciousness. So here we are. And all the light and all the dark is facing each other. And it's one big convoluted and exceptionally diluted conversation. Each side thinks that it's right and that the other side is wrong and that there's terrible things on each side. That's a lot to take in. That what you may think is light is not. And what you think and you're convinced of is good and right may not be. And that's because we're being challenged right now on every perspective. We're being challenged to think about every belief we've ever had, our entire belief system, our convictions, everything we've ever known in life is supposed to be looked at right now, stomped on, turned upside down, dumped and condemned for us to really know what it is, for us to really know, is this true? Is this right? Or was I brainwashed? Was I brainwashed by society or my parents or my schooling or my culture or my education or my religion or my politics? Have I been brainwashed? Am I in a political party because that's what my parents did and I love my parents so I did it too? Am I in a religion because I really believe this or I was just told from a kid I better believe this or something bad would happen? What is the truth? More importantly, the question is, what is your truth? 
because there's very little universal truth. Most truth is based on perception and what you believe and agree to believe with others that is true. And the more you think about this, the deeper you go, you'll see this. You'll see this in everything around you, that it's not really truth. It's agreed upon perceptions and judgments about if something good or bad, right or wrong. The whole point in our evolution right now is to expose everything and to look at it and decide what it meant and how it affected us. Because we can't go back. I get asked all the time, Kayla, when are things going to calm down? When are we going to go back to how things used to be? And the hard truth is we're not. We are not going back. How you experienced life before is not coming back. What you thought was right or wrong, good or bad, it's not coming back. Everything you've thought about is changing. The only choice is to go forward. In this going forward, it means that everything has to change. There is no taking it back to what it was. You can't bring any of it with you on this new journey that we're all going on. We have to open our minds and be prepared to learn all new things. The old ways, the old systems, the old symbols, the old habits, the beliefs, the standards, the protocols, even the laws, they're all going to be challenged. And then they're all going to crumble. And eventually they'll be built up again. Everything is breaking down and it's supposed to. And then once it all breaks down, then we're going to have a breakthrough. But first, we must get through this really messy time of the breakdown. To do that, we have to start within ourselves. If you want this to end sooner, the chaos that you're feeling, the unhappiness, it starts within you. And this is part of what I'm going to get into here in a minute about toxic positivity. And I'm talking about this from a metaphysical perspective, where there was so much that was taught that I called New Age teachings. And those of you that know me know that I'm not a New Age teacher. I'm an old school wisdom teacher, esoteric wisdom from the mystery schools of very ancient times. And this type of teaching is very different than New Age. New Age looks for a quick fix. Give me a tool, a toy, something fast that is going to fix this for me. Teach me a quote secret that I can immediately visualize or put on a vision board or write a check and pretend it's going to happen to me. You've read all these new age things. Are you wealthier? Are you in a tremendously better place? Have these things worked for you? Maybe a few of them have a little bit, but I bet not at all like you were promised. And that's because there are new age teachings that don't really go into the deeper inner work that has to be done to make these transitions. And so the information is only halfway there and you're not getting the full information of what to know to do. This is where a lot of these problems have started. And so people are told to think positive Oh, if you think positive, good things will happen. Don't focus on anything bad. 
Don't talk about that. Write yourself out a check for a million dollars. It'll be there any day. Ask your angels to save you a parking place. That's that's um, what they'll do, which I am so going to do a podcast on that, of how incensed I am to think anyone would ask an angel for help with a parking place. That's another story, though. But these things have been taught, and they're not realistic. And it's a half-truth. It didn't really get into uh, the depths of what have to be done. And so we are in a mess in this world. We are all pointing and yelling at each other, screaming at each other, terrorizing each other. And nobody can seem to fix the problem because at this point as well, people have never felt more alone, more lonely, more scared, more of everything that's not good. And yet all they're being told is this toxic positivity of, oh, just you're not thinking happy enough. Go think happier. Do it harder, harder. You're not there yet. That does not fix this. To fix these things, we have to start internally. Everything comes from within. If you want to fix the world, fix yourself. Talked about that in another podcast. So, we have light within us. We also have dark. Guess what? That's not a bad thing. We are supposed to have both within us. Both are required for us to grow and to evolve. The difference is we have been conditioned to think it's black and white. It's either good or bad. So, we've been conditioned to think we must raise one and destroy the other. But the actual point is we are supposed to balance both within us. There is a higher level of light and a lower level of light. There's a higher level of dark and a lower level of dark. You're supposed to live in the higher existence of both and both serve you. It's about control. Are you in balance and control with your light and dark? Or are they in control of you? It's easy to understand when the dark is out of control in your lower self and you do things that aren't good choices. You say or do things that are hurtful to your others. That's easy to see. But when you're in the higher state of your dark side, you can be very discerning. You can have understanding of boundaries and what's important and what you need to think through and what you need to consider and have discernment, understanding when to give, when not to give, when it's helping a person, when it's enabling them. The same with the light side. You can be in your lower light side. And I bet you've never wondered about that. Could the light side ever be bad? And the answer is yes, it can. You can be too much in your heart chakra where all you want to do is give and you give till there's nothing left until there's nothing left of you until you've given everything to your family, your spouse, your children, others in need that you've drained yourself completely and you've enabled those people. You've weakened them. You've actually created karma 
by not allowing them to have experiences they needed to have. You overcompensated and given so much that your child's not able to grow or mature or learn how to handle things on their own. You are too out of balance. You are doing light work, but in the wrong way. You're becoming an enabler. You're making people weaker through what you're giving. And a lot of people have never really understood that or been told that. Versus being in the light where you give, but you're in touch with your other side and you discern. So you see, will, how will my giving affect this person? Not just today, but for the future. Will it help or will it hurt? Will it enable or will it lift? And so when you're in the higher self of both light and dark, the two are balanced within you. We can call it the heart and the mind, that the heart is the light and the mind is the dark. Great things can come out of both places, but either one in the lower self can harm. So instead of chasing all this time that you were trying to get rid of the dark or run from the dark, it's time to understand it's part of you. You're supposed to be balanced. There's masculine and feminine within each of us. We are supposed to be balancing both sides. Toxic positivity has taught us that we're only supposed to stay in the positive. Oh, that doesn't sound like a positive thought. Better not go there. But that is your mind trying to make sense of things. You cannot really manifest and visualize and create like it's taught to you that could be done. If you can't honestly understand it, if you can't get your mind to wrap itself around it, how it could be. And that's why the mystery schools were built to have you go within and do the inner work so you can get through who you are and why you're here. You can understand what you're struggling with at your, with your thoughts and your words and your actions and what's keeping you at a certain place. And until you can understand that mentally and logically and fix it, you can't really align your emotions and your spirituality to be positive. This is why I meet so many people who are trying so hard, doing all the new age things that they think are right. They'll tell me, Kayla, I think positive every day. I write in my journal every day. I write gratitude. I think positive. I have good vibes. I tell everyone be happy. I wear crystal bracelets and all around me for these things. And I do my daily meditation. They'll go on to tell me all the things they do. And yet they're so lost and they're so unhappy and they're further away from peace than they've ever been. They're chasing peace. They're chasing joy. They're chasing happiness. They're chasing fulfillment. They're chasing everything. But they never catch it. And that's because if you're chasing something, you're missing the point. It's all within. It's all within you. You don't chase. You pull it to you. You change your vibration where the energy flows in your direction, where it comes to your attention. 
When you're chasing, you need to catch yourself and stop immediately and take a deep breath and center yourself and come back into yourself. All the answers you seek are inside of you. This is the first step with breaking down and having a breakthrough because now is the time to change all of your beliefs and to ask yourself, are they real? Are they really working for me? What are they based on? And why do I believe in them? Was I just sold this religion or my politics or my thoughts in general by what I watch on Netflix, by what I watch around the world, what I see and observe? What are my true beliefs on money and career and relationships? What is really true and what really matters? This is where people are stuck because they're not discerning. And this is another teaching that the mystery schools share. It begins by teaching people the ancient wisdom from ancient Egypt. And Egypt is the heart chakra. It is how to open and move from the lower self up into the higher self. That's the journey. And it used to be signified as lower Egypt and upper Egypt. And the heart chakra was in the middle there. Indicating we're moving from the lower self into opening the heart chakra, which moves us into the higher self. Very important to open the heart chakra in order to get to the higher self and the higher chakras for them to activate, to go in your evolution. The next step then is what is taught in ancient Greece. Ancient Greece is the mind. It is balancing the other side. When you open ancient Egypt, you're working with the Ida and the Pingala, the two energy vibrations that start at the base of your spine and work their way up, intertwining between each chakra until they open the heart chakra and then going up the rest of the chakras until they rest at either side of your forehead and open the third eye. And then the two become one, opening the crown chakra. One is masculine and one is feminine. One is light and one is dark. And so to begin, you do this work and you open the heart chakra and you become intuitive and you become creative and you become receptive. You're open to receive information from the other side. And then the next step is to do the work from the mystery school temples of ancient Greece. And that is to have discernment, to know now that the heart is open, what to do, when to do it, and how to do it best. Otherwise, the heart just wants to give to everyone and everything until there's nothing left. It's completely drained. And then it no longer can serve anyone, including you. So the goal is to then step into the mind and the discernment and how best to give your energy at what levels, to what people, and for how long. And how does this work best in order to make a difference for yourself and others? So we're missing that discernment right now in the world. There are some people who are opening their heart chakras and they were supposed to be light workers. They were supposed to be some of the ones here to help. But they're lost right now because 
they haven't studied formally through the mystery schools or some other way like this, where they understand the heart chakra opening is just step one. And then after that, you have to go in deeper. You have to learn discernment. You have to learn the wisdom of the ages so that you can continue on your evolution. So as I explain this to people, many of them are exasperated. They'll just say, just when will it get better? Just tell me things are going to get better. When will it get back to normal? And I have to tell you, it's not. It's not supposed to. This is the time of evolution. We are changing. We are creating new energy bodies. We are moving into a whole new dimension of belief and understanding and wisdom. We can't go back to the way things were. And you can reminisce that, but there are also many things that in the future you will be glad that we no longer see or do or live like. Some people are choosing right now not to live in the reality. They're choosing, I'll just live in the in a, a positive mind. And maybe they're fortunate enough to do that, that they don't have to be out in the world too much. They can kind of live in their little secure area and they feel like not much is affecting them. But it is, whether they understand that or not. It is in the atmosphere. We are breathing it all in. It's in the global consciousness. It's everywhere. It's affecting all of us. And so why is it not good to live in that positive bubble? Because I have a lot of people tell me right now, well, I'm just going to withdraw. I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to get caught up in everything. I'm just going to live in my positive, happy bubble. But the thing is, we chose to come down here as souls. We, come, we chose to come down here to help with this evolution. Help means taking action. Help means evolving into doing things to help. Staying in a positive bubble where you retreat and you're not involved with other people is not helping anyone. And eventually, it won't even help you. How is that you say? How is it it won't help you? Well, I work with a lot of people who come to me for help, who tell me that they've been trying to be positive. And I'll say, what does that mean, trying? And what it really means is they've been chasing. They've been chasing positivity, chasing joy, chasing happiness. And I'll ask them how they do that. And they'll say, well, I'm taking care of me. I'm self-focused. I'm doing lots of self-care. And they'll talk a lot about self. I'm doing this for myself. I'm taking this trip for myself. I'm taking time for myself. I'm doing this for myself. And I'm taking this class for myself. I'm going with my friends to do this for myself. There's a lot of self-talk. And I'm like, well, there's the problem. That's where it all went wrong. It's where you all went off the rails on, on what you're supposed to be balancing right now. And they'll say, I don't know what you mean. And I'll say, well, it sounds like a lot of self-obsession. It sounds like a lot of self-doubt. Sounds like a lot of selfish things going on. Now, do we have to think of ourselves? Absolutely. Should we practice self-care and self-love? 
one million percent but it's in balance and when the balance is all out of sorts with me 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 what what's happening to me what's in it for me i need my time today it's all about me that's not in balance giving and thinking of others brings joy it always has when we're obsessing on how we're not perfect or what we're not doing right or if we're good enough or not good enough or if we have enough if our friends have more our competitors have more we're always creating an empty unreachable goal some quest for perfection that we're not going to meet that no one really meets even if you can meet someone that you dream about that you think is the epitome of everything you want if you could spend the day with that person you would find out things about them that would really surprise you about their unhappiness or their loneliness or their insecurity no one is perfect and we've created very very unhealthy images and betrayals of what life should be i've met so many people that you would think are the epitome of living joyfully and happily happily and successfully and you idolize them you read about them and you think they have it made and yet these very people talk to me and say they're so lost and they're so unhappy and they'll they'll say I'm such a positive person though people love me and they think I'm so positive and I just bring the light wherever I go and then when I really talk to them I find out in their downtime they're doing drugs and in their downtime they're drinking a lot or they're doing other things just to numb out because they're not really happy it's it's a false positive and they're so exhausted trying to hold that energy because it doesn't really live within them they're not exuding it when you get to that state of grace and positive energy it just ripples out from you people hear it when you talk to them people hear it when you're laughing people feel it resonating from your body it's part of you and when people are doing the false positive it's an energy they have to work up to and portray and it exhausts them afterwards it's not the same and so here we are running around trying to be good enough or better than obsessed with our self needs and we've forgotten all about what's really important down here on the earth plane which is connection if you really want to heal yourself then you have to get over the toxic positivity it's not about thinking a certain way it will happen it's not about working more and more and more on finding your happiness it's not taking some of those journeys in that way that you think it's often not through self-help to heal yourself is to learn to be loved for you as you are currently ask yourself what's wrong with our civilization that right now in this world we're so focused on how we look and how young we appear is that healthy 
is that healthier than other civilizations where we gave more credence to respect for elders, where we looked at all of the phases of life and every age was appreciated, where we wanted to help others and we helped the elderly, we helped children, we helped our fellow man and woman, we helped our communities. We wanted to take part in helping everyone and it made us feel better to do so. And we found that the more we did this, the better we felt about ourselves and the things we grew to love that others saw in us, they reflected that back and reminded us of the beauty that was in us. Toxic positivity is trying to say things that you don't truly believe. It's studying self-help and saying, well, if I say this a hundred times a day, maybe I'll believe it. But if emotionally and mentally, you don't believe that about yourself, it's not going to work. You have to learn to love yourself from the inside out. Go back to having that focus on self, but let it be for self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence. And take wherever you're at today, whatever you have to give and give to others. It doesn't have to be huge. Anything you do can make a difference. Whether it's giving, whether it's helping, volunteering, just smiling at someone, being kind for a moment, paying it forward. How do you start this, you say? How do you get rid of this toxic positivity? Well, instead of trying to focus on that, we are going to focus on healing. And I have an exercise I'd like you to try. I would like you to get a journal, a nice journal that's easy to tear the pages out because the exercise is called the unjournal. So you're going to get the journal and on the first page, I want you to sign it and date it. And then every page within on each page, whether it's daily or weekly, your choice, you're going to find something that you need to work on and that you need to work through about yourself. And your goal is to undo that. Maybe you think a negative judgmental thought about yourself every day when you look in the mirror and you're deciding that you're going to stop that and you're going to replace it with a different thought. Maybe it's a habit you do every day and you decide you're going to change a habit. Whatever it is, something that you want to heal within yourself. And so you need to learn to undo. And so each time that you then look at that and you master it and you heal it, you're gonna tear that page out of your journal. And the goal eventually is to have an empty journal where you've healed through and you've torn all the pages out. Why do we tear the pages out? Well, what we think about persists. That's where some of these beginning teachings are right, that what you do think about stays in your thoughts and helps you create or stay focused on those thoughts. But the second part is when you have those thoughts, you need to deal with them and you need to go in and heal them. Trying just to change them to something positive is not really going to stay if you still have emotions or drama or stress or anxiety or any type of trauma 
associated with those thoughts or feelings. So first is to have those thoughts and recognize them, write them down, begin to do the work to heal them and to let them go. And then when you do, you tear the page out, which means that it's a no thing. It no longer is in your life. It's no longer in your thought. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not a problem. And so you unjournal it, tear it up, throw it away. And that's where we continue to go until there's no journal left. It's empty and you've done the work. Those things do not exist in you anymore. And that is the part two that's been missing. It's not just enough to see something and then pretend to ignore it and only think positive. It has to be discussed. More importantly, it has to be faced. It has to be faced head on. You need to own it. You need to see it for what it is. And then you need to take the power out of it. You wrestle with it and you remove the power. You take back your power with every one of these things. And then you own it. You're the boss. You're in control. It no longer has any power. That's living positive. Toxic positivity is saying, pretend it's not there and just go about your business speaking in other ways. That is not fixing anything. We have to balance the light and the dark to bring both of them up to the highest realms. The thoughts and the emotions, the brain and the heart, both must work in balance. This is where we're at. I hope this has been a helpful talk for you today. And as always, love to hear from you if you're working on this and how it's going for you. Wishing you all the best.